while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. So, Marcus. What are the people getting today, tonight? Well, all right. So, here's what we're going to have it's going to be Marcus, it's going to be Chris, it's going to be you, the callers. 508 996 We purposely booked no guests because we feel like we haven't talked to you guys enough lately. We, we haven't. We, we haven't had a, we haven't had a, a free flowing conversation sometime. We, we appreciate like, our guests. We, we we love our guests, and um, but we really love the audience more because they're more frequent than the guests. Quite frankly, right? Yeah, of course, they're more important. Without the without the audience, yeah, we 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 we, we quite frankly don't exist. That's true. So, um, we we hope to speak with you tonight. But there's a lot of things on the table. Let, let let's set the table. First of all, um, if you, if you got a chance, if you didn't get a chance, we had a really great interview last week at the end of the week. Uh, with the Lieutenant Governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Lieutenant Governor Driscoll, uh, the, the recording is up at um, our podcast. Plus, there's an article that Marcus has um, about it, which also has a link to the podcast if, if you uh, well, want to catch the highlights. Yeah, so there's an article um, that has the portion of our interview, which was about housing, basically. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of other areas covered in the interview. Um, but... You know, some of the points she hit on housing is covered in our, our, our column, but she also talks about offshore wind. She also talks about Sergeant Mike Cassidy. Right. She um, also talks about the Community Preservation Act. Right. So um, that's all in light of in light of what Council President Morad's trying to do to to um, to repeal it. So and, and let's let's remember, Marcus. So a whole a majority of the council is joined with her. Yeah. Um, but even we'll though they don't they, want to, it's a weird, it's a very weird thing. <laughs> I, I feel like they're going to have an opportunity to get get out of that vote. Well, they are. When they're going to have an opportunity to get out of that vote because right. what we've learned is that the mayor is going to veto those. We have confirmation on that, right? Absolutely. He's given. He gave. He gave a. He gave a quote um, to uh, Jack Spillane. Yeah. Um, he gave a quote. I believe to couple other people but also we know to timmy dunn who used to be here who's now at wbz yeah in fact he said to this on twitter um tim dunn said um i've just you know spoken to the mayor after the new Bedford half marathon and he's now heading back to his office to write a veto letter for all yeah. three of those proposals so um we know the mayor is going to veto it which means it'll go back to the council which then the council will have an opportunity to either override the veto or, or or not do it. So the counselors who 
weirdly voted for this CPA vote, even though they insisted they all love the CPA. It was really Crazy. weird, right? It was like it was like there was a, it was like a Jim Jones. It's like they were all just doing control. whatever Linda asked them to do. I was going to say a Jim Jones cult. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 mind yeah. control cult, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't want to drink the Kool Aid, but yeah, Linda's passing it out, so let's all take a big gulp. Mm-hmm. It really, quite, and I know that that metaphor has been overused, perhaps by uh, Howie Carr. Um, yes, but it's apropos, really, uh, to to the situation. It's How what. Can, it's appropriate, right? How, how can you say, I'm for the CPA, and particularly all the great things it does, Yeah, um, but I'm also against it. Right. Oh. Move your mic up. Oh. I think you're telling me I had something on my lip. So the, um, the, the, the city council... Um, and we're not here to just beat up on the city council. They're, no, it's exhausting. It, it's funny. We, we talked about it off the air. Yeah. We said, um, but it's just so egregious. Yeah, the whole thing's pretty egregious. Uh, and it, it, it's inexplicable and it's indefensible. Today, listen to Jack Spillane with Tim. Um I think we all of us in the media have come to the agreement that based on the various things that city councils have said, this is nothing more than a ruse to get voters out. Yeah. Either to vote for them or to vote against the mayor. And, and it's a variety of tricks. It's kind of this thing like, let's just, <laughs> let's just ask people a bunch of stuff. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And, and, and here's the thing. It's I, nothing that's ever happened before right no one's ever no council or even mayor's ever been like all right hey listen we're gonna have this year we're just gonna ask everybody a bunch of stuff right for the we're, first time ever we're just gonna ask you stuff do you, right it doesn't and like I'm a not, bunch of stuff and here's the thing i'm not opposed to asking the public's opinion but let's not pretend that asking non-binding referendums is somehow doing anything no it's not You've had a lot of time to work on solutions. You didn't do anything. So now you say, you know, for instance, they could have pointed out to projects they didn't think the CPA should be funding and use their city council power to object, get a record going, right? Yeah. They could have used the housing committee to come up with solutions for housing. They didn't do it. I recognize that they've done some, Carl Alves has done a lot of work uh, in, his, in the private home group. But number one, Kyle Owls isn't on the city council. Number two, those aren't on the record. They're not public documents. And it's not his responsibility to create public documents. Look, the, it's Councilor Burgos. The, look, the, the home group that, um, that Councilor Alves and Burgo are, are spearheading is, has been a, an, an absolute net positive contribution to housing issues. However, you build momentum by getting stuff that's public record. And listen, I've highlighted the home group here a bunch of times. Uh, certainly. You know, and in fact, you you announced it. I think. Oh, yeah. Actually, I had the, uh, the you the, had Carl on. I had Shane on. Shane, I thought Carl was on too as well. But I've had Shane and Carl on. Yeah, but I see? first had Shane when I was on Saturdays. I first had Shane on to talk about it, and I okay. wrote the I wrote the, I I wrote the first piece of media on the home group. So um so but but. And it's it's a fantastic work. They've got HUD coming down in a month, and I'm going to be there. Look, all that is true, but you've got to build momentum 
in the public sphere. And the way you do that is have these meetings that like, you know, like have people in. Like, it's kind of amazing. That are subject to the records law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, and, and, and get these opinions on the record. That's how you build momentum towards something. Right. So, you know, one of the things I was thinking of, and I, and I said this on the air, I said Shane has, you know, in proposing this rent stabilization uh, ordinance, um, not ordinance, question to that whether one. or not, yeah. yeah, to have an ordinance, um, a prelude to an ordinance. <laughs> Has, um, has actually really supercharged a conversation about housing in a way that it wasn't had before. And that's good. Having said that, I think that's also a, a, a point of criticism for what you said about having few, too few meetings right. in the housing committee. Because if you as in your position of power are able to do that with just a few words, just an hour appearance on this show. Right. Imagine if you start building that momentum in the city council. And and look, and to create public record, not just your opinion, but look, he had in people from the city, mm-hmm. people from outside the city, legitimate people. Um, um, he had, for instance, Josh Amaral, who's a legitimate guy. He's been involved in the housing issue for a long time. He's now director of housing and community development. He had him in. Started to create a record, but the meeting was over, right? Mm-hmm. But that's how, that's a, that's a building block to a com, in part of the conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, I went through the minutes of every one of those meetings. I would have been happy to go through the minute of fi- the minutes for 15 meetings. Yeah. Unfortunately, there were only three. Yeah. So but the point being is that the home group, as good as it is, is still a relatively secret no public disclosure, no public record meeting. There's nothing wrong with that, except that it's not in a public meeting, and it doesn't it doesn't count. I guess is the way to put it. Um, so here we are. The other point is, folks, 15 months went by with no work, little work. Now you come up. We're at a crisis. I don't I don't disagree with that at all in the housing sector. But now you're going to push this push this off for years more. You've burnt through two years almost, and now you're pushing it a year or two more down the line after the opinion poll comes in. It's just – and the only reason, again, as we agreed, Jack Spillane said it to here today, Tim agreed, Marcus agrees, I agree. And the, you, you callers, I want to hear if you agree. This is nothing but a ruse, all three of them, to try to drive up voter participation – in favor of the council and in opposition to the mayor. I would feel differently if the rent stabilization, rent control question was just there on its own. If it was a standalone question. But it, it it's made to look like next to these two completely inane questions, <laughs> right? It's made to, it's really diluted the impact of that question. To have it next to those two. So now, it, it, even if that is sincere on Councillor Burgos' part, and I don't doubt that it is. I think he's totally sincere. But I don't know. Ineffective. Coll- ineffective, but sincere. I, I, don't, I don't think his colleagues are, uh, I don't think his, some of his colleagues are as sincere about it. And and again, if it were just this question, I would I would say, yeah, but I would say, yeah, this is maybe, the, you know, a real effort. But now it's this question plus this stupid question on the CPA 
and the question on whether or not you're like, you know, basically, basically a referendum. They're trying to put a referendum on Mitchell on the ballot. Correct. You know, it, it, with the four, two to four year term. Run a candidate, for God's sakes. Yeah, run yourself. Right, right. <laughs> That's the other thing, Marcus. Yeah. Marcus, nobody is stopping anybody from running against John Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea... And look again. Maybe they're trying to set the set the conversation. But mm-hmm. as Jack Spillane said today on Tim Weisberg's show, um, he's tired of seeing the New Bedford City Council bend the entire government apparatus to make a political point. Yeah, and I thought it, that was a very uh, very strong observation by mm-hmm. Jack Spillane. That, well, I mean, we thought we talked about it off air today. Look about like when when council when she wasn't council president, but when she was first vice president, Linda Linda Morahad, yeah. she took over a meeting that Ian couldn't make because Ian was away on vacation wherever he was, he wasn't available, so she took over a meeting, and in that meeting they took the capital ex- uh, plan expenditures right. and they kicked it, <laughs> they kicked it, um, a. Two, three weeks down uh, to to the next meeting. They referred it back to the... It was there to be approved. She took the lead in the meeting. She got it kicked. Uh, I think it was a month later, right? So that means it took another month for it to get back to the committee. Then it took another month for it to get back to the... Get back to the... Um, to, to get back uh, to the mayor... To get to the mayor's desk, right? Basically. It took another two, three months. Uh, something that could have been approved in late July was... Ended up being approved in October... Because Councilor Morad wanted to take a stand against capital expenditure, even though she knows that it's borrowing and that you've got to do it while the interest rates are lower. Right. Otherwise, they're probably going to go up. And what which they did. Which they did. Which they did. And in that, they kicked out a capital expenditure of $200,000 in like a, a multi-million dollar borrowing um, that would have rehabbed the north, uh, the downtown police station into a government office for housing and community development. Is that what they want to do? And look, and look, housing and community development. So, so, so don't tell, like, don't tell me that the, that, that the same city councilor that gutted $200,000 of uh, funding for the housing community development, uh, housing community development that wants to gut tens of millions of dollars in funding, a lot of which is earmarked to go towards housing. Don't tell me that same counselor is serious about addressing the housing crisis and are serious about rent control or rent stabilization. Look, I, I know. Look, I, I have to tell you something. That I have never been more disappointed with, with, with Linda um, and some of the other counselors. Then on yeah, the, but this chaos started when she took the reins. And if you're going to take a leadership role, you're going to take the responsibility of what well, happens. Well, that's true, but the other councils are responsible for their own of behavior. Of course, right? yeah. And what I'm saying is that the combination of the rent control question, which I know these people, I thought they had a different feeling about private property. But the fact that they all sat there, many of them have been advocates for the CPA, have never spoken out against a single project. No, and then 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 and then voted against a binding question. Well, and then voted for the non-binding. And and, and how disappointing! And I didn't, you know, when 
and to Shane's credit, he sat here and he, he 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 you know answered some tough questions for like an hour and a half with us, right? I was I was very impressed with Shane. He wanted to screw them. Yep, I agree. And he stands on his own two feet. He does. But one is completely wrong. But it didn't make sense to say I'm going to vote against this thing I'm putting on the ballot. Right. <laughs> no, no. It, it, was, it was. It was. It was. You have. A, you're in a position of power here. You. You really need to. It's. It's. You're in a position of power here. You can make. You can stop something from happening that you know would be bad. You have to do it. It was. It was. Um. This whole consent of the majority thing. So look, I can't. Um. I know that Councilor Burgo knows parliamentary procedure. We saw him exercise it. Mm-hmm. We saw him understand what the power of one or two votes were when it came to the, the, the Pimental nomination. And he successfully held up a meeting to to prevent the results from going against what he wanted to do and thought he and thought he could get, get the result the better results later. So we understand he knows how to do it. So for the fact that I get that he didn't want, he couldn't admit, I wouldn't expect him to, admit that he was going along with that vote because Linda went along with him on the rent control. And, and, uh, and, but that's what happened. Right. I and believe. The, and, and the thing is, is that um, if, you're, if you're doing that, right, it's the definition of penny wise, pound foolish, right? Right. You get, okay, you get your non-bounding ballot question, but in turn, you are building momentum to kill something that's going to be funding housing. Absolutely. No, no, I mean, I mean, look, <laughs> it I, doesn't make uh, any sense. I don't know when he realized it might have been in the studio. Um, yeah, the I, negative, I don't want to. The contradiction. Look, look, there's there were there were a few other counselors that voted against this, so I don't no, want to beat Marcus, up on there's Shane. There's a ton of no. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to beat up on Shane. I, and I I don't want to put it all on Linda because she's pushing her agenda forward, and these other people are just following her. Yeah, because it doesn't make sense. Who did uh, who, who like um, it was it was counselor um, counselor. Uh, but they're going to have a chance to redeem themselves. They're going to have a chance to redeem themselves. Counselor Baptiste, counselor Pereira. Um, Councilor Burgo, right, and one more. Uh, I forget the last. And those guys have constituents that need housing, right? They all they all <laughs> switch their they all switch their vote from uh the, on the from the binding to the to the non binding non binding, and they, which which as Linda said right afterwards, to her credit, she but she said to all the councilors, now remember we have to do what the voters say, right? So it's the same thing, right? Right. She's doing that, but it's the same thing. It didn't make right. it doesn't make any sense to change your mind on that. No, because because the vote is going to have the same impact. And they're going to say, "Oh, if it's 49-51, then we won't do it." It's like, well, <laughs> binding or non-binding. Once the voters have spoken, you, and you ask them, you damn sure I better vote the way they tell even you. Even if it's fifty point, if even if it's fifty point one percent, guess what, council president. And the people on her side, the few people that, from what I gather, I haven't heard, I really haven't heard anybody else, but the few people that are on her side are going to say the majority of the people. Well, not only that, if you're, if you're, if you're a city councilor and those are the only ones who are going to have the vote and the voters have, have given you a mandate yeah. to take a direction, you should go in that direction. That's why you don't ask the question. Yeah. Right? That's why you don't ask the question. Now, again, I am for, I don't mind polling the, Polling the voters. Um, but to do three questions, Marcus, 
without a history of, of anything well, the other thing. building up to it. That's the other thing. Like I've said before, at least questions on housing have the like very palpable and salient issue of the housing shortage and lack of affordability and availability of housing, you know, supporting it to a certain degree. But the other two just fell from the sky. Like I, I remember Adam Bass came here and he said, Oh, she wanted a, the CPA, <laughs> the CP. I'm like, wait, the Community Preservation Act? Right. Wait, wait, what? Like, that literally fell from the sky. So, Not Martin, literally, but it did. We're, we're going to get some vetoes from the mayor yeah. uh, this week. Um, I think there's some, there's some really interesting news. And again, you know a tree by its fruit. It is the news on the bonds, the bond rating for the city of New Bedford. Yeah. Now, now normally, this is not, it's dry stuff. Uh, for most of you, I happen to like it, and you, most of you at home should like it for the reason that the better your bond rating, the lower it costs to borrow money, and you must borrow money. All municipalities must borrow money, so you're paying a lot less money to borrow money. Well, so yeah, let's let's um just explain what exactly we're talking about. So the, the it's um. Basically, Standard Poor sustained the city's bond rating. They said it's ve- that they've been very strongly fiscally managed. Right, very strongly fiscally managed, and they and, and the documents are available. Now, when you read through the things, folks, it it tells you what, not what I say, not what the Republicans, not what the Democrats say. This is an agency, Standards and Poor. Which goes over municipalities all over the country mm-hmm. and giving them grades for what they think you're going to, what you're likely to repay, be able to repay the bonds, right? It sets the risk level, all of that stuff, which for those of you that follow that, and I think many of you do, most of you own bonds, even if you don't realize it. Contrast that with, with the with the Credit Suisse bonds, as I was telling Marcus, uh, he doesn't follow these markets as much as I do. Credit Suisse last night, yesterday, Sunday, What's Credit Suisse? It's for a, people who the don't largest know. bank in Europe, one yeah. of the largest in the world. Switzerland, Switzerland. Yeah, they're a Swiss-based bank, the largest in the world. Ton of business here in America. Mm-hmm. They have bought. They they took bonds worth eighteen billion dollars. They took eighteen billion in cash. And they owed they owed the money on those, the interest rates, and they zeroed them out to zero, with in conjunction with the Swiss government. So, so they said they weren't paying them. They're not paying them. Eighteen billion dollars gone. And okay. what does that mean? That means eighteen billion gone into the sunset, right? It's just gone. So that means if it's in your pension fund, if it's part of your four hundred one k, it's gone. Okay, you're not getting the money. So that is the possibility. Anytime you buy a bond, there are varying grades, varying things. Now these poor high yields, but the point being is that. The, the agencies that rate bonds pay attention to what they're rating mm-hmm. so that when the bonds go out on the market, they can tell you whether you should invest and how much you should pay for those bonds. Mark, a number of years ago, but not that long ago, the city of Detroit went belly up. They had all that money out there. Their bonds, they had to make, do, do a lot of fiscal management and re, readjustment. But the point being is that when you read these documents, they're not saying, I like John Mitchell. He's my neighbor. He bought my kid an ice cream cone at the Portuguese feast. It's not that. 
They're saying we're an independent rating agency. We've come in. We've looked at all the documents. We've looked at the plans for the city of New, of New Bedford, the debt of the city of New Bedford, the economy of the city of New Bedford, and the, and the management, being the mayor and his team. And we agree that this is an extremely safe place to place your money, to buy the bonds, right? It's due to John Mitchell's management and the people he's hired and brought in and the fiscal discipline he, he's imposed in the and, city. And one of the, the two of the, they said, um, they talked, I guess, mentioned specifically the economic benefits of offshore wind. So they, they and, and, and the fact that he's diversifying the economy. Mm-hmm. Now, look, folks, I get that John Mitchell's not doing that all alone. You, the taxpayers who pay your bills every month, <laughs> we have, that, that's a big part of it. That's right. Yeah. The fact that you don't have a lot of delinquents, the fact that the economy through the, through the, through the private industry, through the private sector is diversifying, making moves in different directions. That's all very, very important. So that's, that's on you guys in conjunction with the mayor. Now, let's contrast this, Marcus, in terms of the city of New Bedford in conjunction with the city council is borrowing millions of dollars for worthwhile projects. Yeah. All right. So it, because of the really strong bond rating, they're able to pay a lot less for the money. Yes. Millions of dollars, quite frankly. Contrast that with Linda Moore's like, stunt on the CPA. Right. Where she goes, I can save you $7 a quarter yeah. by getting rid of this program. That's what she's, what she's angling for. Yeah. Whereas. And that $7 that you spend in taxes has got at least a 40% match from the state. Right. Plus all the money that comes in from private, uh, from uh, NGOs and private industry. And look, none of that is in this latest bond rating. Yeah. I want people to understand that. Because. And none of the pay raises. Right. None of the pay raises. None of these, these stunts. Shenanigans. Yeah. All right. Um, because they take the, they take the real estate, obviously, because that's what most of the revenue is based off mm-hmm. into consideration. Whatever the, the, this this rent stabilization, rent control proposal is going to do, it's not reflected yet in the bond documents. Right. Um, but that's messing with a major part of the economy. Yeah. And whether probably, you support it or not. Yeah. Well, given, well, given the process of how we would need to do it, I don't even, I don't know if the, and I don't know much about this, but given the process of how a rent control or rent stabilization or sort of rent restriction would be put, made, enacted in New Bedford, it'd have to go through the state and all that. Would that even be reflected in the bond rating if this question, ballot question moves forward? In the future? Yeah. Sure. Okay. If the, if the proposal went through. Okay. No, no, the question alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the question itself. Musing aloud about it doesn't. Well, it indicate, it, it does indicate a trend. Okay. To the bond, because again, the bond documents look at the past and they trend the future. Uh-huh. They say if if such and such continues, we wouldn't relook at the bonds. One of the things when you read in the documents, they give an upside downside potential. Sure. They go one downside is that if certain fiscal controls are not kept in place, then we w- we would we would reassess. Okay. So if you suddenly have a referendum question by the city council about a major change to the economics of, of the city. It would indicate a trend. Mm-hmm. Then they would make the assessment on that. So, but other things like the pay raises, canceling of 
the matching funds from the state, which then go into projects for housing, things like yeah. that. When you look in those documents, Marcus, they actually talk about an, ad- an additional 450 units of housing coming online. Right. That's in the documents. Yeah. That's how specific they get. By the way, that's John Mitchell's yeah. additional 450 housing in conjunction with the private sector, in conjunction with CPA funds, right. ARPA funds. When you start messing around with these, these, these fiscal programs, the bond people understand that, yes, a portion of that's coming from the local taxpayers, but a portion of it's matching funds from the state. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're messing that up. Right. Right? So, <laughs> folks, what I'm telling you is that these questions are very serious. They can be disruptive and, to the fiscal health of the city. Right. And, and they're being used. So recklessly. <laughs> I mean, I've, yeah. listen, I am disturbed to the core. And I have, couldn't be more disappointed in Linda Morad, who understands all of this. Yeah. And knows. She's a banker. She a banker. Yeah. She's a banker. She's a banker. Right. She knows. Now, look, Shane Burgo is a young man and a, and a brand new counselor. He's used as a defense. And I don't think that's a, not, that's a legitimate yeah. point. Yeah. That's why... You don't ever have a whole brand new city council, right? Mm-hmm. You get new people, you matriculate into the old people, you hope they bring fresh ideas, and you hope that anyway. Um, so it's surprising that he was able to get Linda, but she so hates the mayor. <laughs> yeah, she so hates the mayor. Yeah, and that she got them. Yeah, she changed. Uh, folks, what I'm telling you, give us a call five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We'll be back. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you get the program. Also taking messages on the WBSM app chat. Well, Wally New Bedford says, "Great show, guys." Um, had an interaction with Tim. And listen, if you've got a issue with another host, I, I would suggest you ask them. I can't. Right. Yeah, but I, we don't do that. I, yeah, I can't. I can't do much about it. We like reading the app chat. I appreciate we you. Asked, I appreciate. The, uh, I appreciate people messaging and listening. Um, uh, but uh, you know, we're we're. Uh, we're, we're a team here. We're nobody else is a sound. No, people, people, people come, and I'm sure with Barry too, it's the same thing. People come up to me, that Barry Richard, you know, because I'm the liberal guy, right? And then <laughs> people say it to me about yeah, you. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, I'm sure people go, oh, Marcus Farrow, you know, and so I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, they, it's. They go, I thought you took an oath to kill communists, not to, <laughs> not, to, not to promote them on the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, when you were, when, when you first had me on as a guest, right. you said you were lectured by somebody to not have me on anymore. Tons of people. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> one. It would have been easy if it was one. Um, 508-996-0500 is heading in the program. Thanks to Wally in New Bedford for listening. We do appreciate it. Uh, we'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Um, but he does ha- have a question. You know, if, uh, if rent, um, if rent control comes in, what happens when a tenant doesn't pay rent or destroys the apartment? They go to housing court to evict them. Um, yeah, I, I don't actually, I, I, you know, we talked about this. I, I actually, I don't actually agree that that's the right thing to do is if you have a bad experience with one tenant, you jack up rent on your other tenants to, to, to make up that cost. Well, you have the luxury of not having to have that opinion. Yeah, right. Because, you know, seriously, if, I mean... I think that that um, it's business. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get housing and business confused. It's the housing business, and it's you're not renting a room from your grandmother, and um, it's not 
you know, you and your friends um, commingling in a house. Yeah. It, it's a business. And yeah. um, if people trash the apartment, you've got you've to bring it up to code. You've got to recoup that investment. Yeah. And the way you're going to do it is by finding a tenant who likes the apartment enough to pay the rent you're asking. It's not the rent that you want to charge. It's the rent you must charge. And the other thing, too, Marcus, and I've heard, I've heard this talked about um, quite a bit on the on the other programs, is that the banks decide ultimately what you're going to charge for rent. You pay for the house based on a formula, the cap, the cap rate. Mm-hmm based on the formula of what the units are going to bring in or can bring in. And then you go into business with the bank who you borrowed the money from. The bank says to you, how much do you think you can get for these units? You say, I want to get this much. They come back and say, you got to get X number of dollars per unit or we can't lend you the money. Yeah. That's it. It's not you say, well, yeah, but I, I really want to help out people. Well, then, then start a nonprofit. But, I mean, if you're going to the banks for a loan, you've got to agree to their formula. That, that's the way it is. It's a math problem. Um, so, anyway, um, the, the issue on the rent control, Marcus, that, that I have is, 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 is beyond the idea of rent control. It said, how can you put a question on the ballot with no details? Yeah. How can you ask, it's, how can you ask someone their general opinion of a complex issue? Yeah, I agree. And, and again, it is just a ruse. And it's something that happens on state, it, ha- it, it happens on state ballots and stuff too. And I don't agree with it. Then, you know, like I don't like the fact that we had to vote on the immigrant bi- uh, the dr- immigrant dr- driver's license bill. I don't like the fact that we had to vote on the nursing union uh, question because we were voting on, and that was the nurses' union's fault actually. Right. But still, I didn't like the fact that we had to vote on what uh, about on that. the dental care thing. The dental care thing was insane. So, Marcus, it's funny, and I'm a nerd. I get it. But I kept the book, mm-hmm. Secretary of State's book. I had no reason to keep it. I had no idea what would come up. But it's funny because I was looking through the ballot questions that we voted on last year. Yeah. How complex, how long they were. Yeah. Not one, two sentences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These long, complex questions. Which again, I don't think those a lot of those questions have, do they, be on the ballot. They, they, they all have explanations, but who's going to sit there in a voting booth? But at least you had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. one we don't even have one. Right. They go basically what they're saying is, would you like to have lower rent? <laughs> We're not going to tell you how. Yeah. <laughs> but would you like in in this? And why not why not put a question on there? Would you like a pet unicorn? Would you like Would you like to have a leprechaun clean your car every day? <laughs> I mean, yes, I would like a pet unicorn well, and a leprechaun. Well, the thing is, is is I understand the 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 want to build to to sort of build consensus around a topic, but and we have seen states and cities and cities very close to us pass rent control recently. So, but when they did that, they didn't just ask people. Do you want to do it? They, the city council did it. The city, well, Mayor Wu did it, and the city council pretty much agreed with her on it, well, right? Yeah. yeah. So in Boston, Michelle Wu had a had a had a proposal. The city council pretty much agreed with it. Um, Mayor Wu signed it, and it's going in front of the home rule petition, uh, going through the home rule petition uh, process, where it will be put out to pasture. But but they did it. They just did all that because but they didn't do it in one night. And they and they also well they also. 
they also didn't feel the need to ask people because they, they're leaders because they felt as though it was a, an issue. And it, well, more than an issue, they felt as though they had the expertise. Whether you, whether they did or they didn't, but look, they feel like they have the, they did some work on it. Look, I, like again, I I, I I hate to. To beat up on those questions and beat up on the counselors that propose them. It's it's not something I enjoy doing. But the point I'm trying to make is you can't just ask people a bunch of stuff and then say this is governance. It's not. No. And, and I, I actually and – and I've we've been going back and forth on this, you know, and, and I actually agree with Shane on more things than I agree with Chris on. And so what I think should be done is just – make a proposal get people in that know what they're doing talk to them and see what you can come up with if that's what you want to move towards because i think it's something that he wants to do so so marcus by the way we don't disagree on that uh, we disagree on the, the end result but that's called government yeah right yeah there's a process no matter yeah. what you come to the end how you come up in the end but there is a process by which you get to solutions in government and, and again, I, I would I would I, and I and I would be more sympathetic to the the ballot question about the rent um, restrictions if it wasn't coupled with these because it's a, it's a, it's a addressing a serious issue. The other two were just um, silly catharsis uh, uh, exercises in well, catharsis. Well, but Marcus, I, I think I think putting it that way takes away some of the seriousness from it because they're serious issues. They're they're just like approaching them un, very unseriously. Yeah. Because what they're doing is they're possibly going to interrupt a major flow of state funding to the city of New Bedford. Mm-hmm. The CPA, what they're doing is they're starting down the road to doing that. Yeah. By telling people we can for for nothing we can we can cut your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not true. <laughs> yeah. But just like telling them for nothing, we can cut your rent. It's crazy. We're going to take a break. 1420 WBSM, where freedom of speech lives. You don't have to stick by your radio to hear all of South Coast tonight. Stream Chris and Marcus on the WBSM app or download their podcast. South Coast Tonight continues now. 508-996-0500. We're here. Marcus Farrow, Chris McCarthy on South Coast Tonight. We're here till 10, so stay tuned. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. And uh, welcome back to the show, but I, but, but I don't I don't do nine to fives, Chris. I don't. You don't do nine to five. I do. I do seven to tens. Right. Right. Seven to ten. <laughs> seven to ten. <laughs> do seven to tens. If this doesn't work yeah. out, there's always seven eleven. There's always seven eleven. Yeah. So the um, Got options. The 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 fact is, um, Marcus, just to circle back, the um, Mayor Mitchell um, has the reason that. We give him a lot of credit here on the station because he's earned the credit. Well, I'm giving him the credit because an independent financial agency has rated his performance to be worth people's hard-earned money. Well, I don't have a hard time disagreeing with Mitchell on stuff. It's just there's some issues in which he's been right and lately he's been right about a lot of stuff. Right. And look, that, that doesn't mean he's infallible, but it just means that I'm going to give the man the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. whenever the, be, when when it comes down to it, yeah, because he's proven himself. Well, to be the responsible man with a tiller. And there's a doc. Go ahead, Linda, Linda Morad. I used to really, really respect her abilities, and didn't always agree with her on stuff. But it's the fact that I agreed with her and respected her intelligence and her experience. 
is the reason why I'm so infuriated mm -hmm. by what I'm seeing today and in the last couple of weeks with the pay raise issue. She knows better than that. Yeah. She knows better. The um, They're trying to abolish the CPA when she's never raised the issue yet yeah. rubber stamped as far as I can tell all of the the allotments of funding right N not a single objection None. and by the way Marcus I could find if I found them she certainly could find them some things some projects some aspects of projects that certainly could be objected to sure but the balance of them yeah is in the net positive yeah. Right. So it is out of an abundance. And there's hardly a record of that from any counselor. None. No, no, yeah. Not even hardly. None. Yeah. None. In fact, oh. <laughs> so, so the fact that you're going to have the voters of New Bedford being asked to make complicated decisions with very little information. That's what they're going on, right? Mm -hmm. For Shane, for Shane and Burgo to say, well, I'm going to hold him. A public hearing after the fact. I mean, I guess it, that's helpful. Every, every every piece of information is helpful, but all of this time has gone by without anything on the housing, yeah, and without anything on the record, and all this time has gone by without any objection. Years the CPA has been there. It was part, it's one of John Mitchell's signature accomplishments. Yeah. I, I know it's been years, Marcus, because when it first passed, I had him up to Boston Hill Radio to talk about it. Oh, yeah. That was years ago. Right. It was probably 2016 yeah. that I had him up there for that, maybe earlier. Um, so the fact that millions of dollars over the course of many, many years have gone right in front of the city council and been approved. And now suddenly they're voting for a non-binding 